Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What happened between the two of you that made you stop being friends? Can you tell me? Yeah, um, she has behaviors that tells me she's inappropriate with children as well. Feel okay. there's anything wrong with she was... So that's you why know. you're no longer friends? Yes. Okay. And it comes down right, to other so behaviors. so some... What other behaviors? This is the plaintiff, Cynthia Schuster. She says she and the defendant used to be really close friends, but stopped because the defendant's a narcissistic, disgusting person who has a water runoff problem on her property and her house is now damaged. That's right, she constantly uses her sprinklers to flood her yard. Her foundation is damaged, and she's suing her for the $2,475 it's going to cost her to fix it. This is the defendant, Francesca Ross. She says her neighbor is constantly harassing her for the past four years. She has no idea how watering her lawn, like everyone else does, messed up the plaintiff's foundation and says this lawsuit's nothing more than another attempt of intimidating her. Over ten grand, no way. She's accused of having water, water everywhere. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Schuster, you are suing Ms. Ross for $2,475 that you say she owes you, the cost of a new fence, and the cost to fix some cosmetic damages to your walls and doors that you say are directly attributable to her behavior. So let's talk about this. Apparently, you two have lived next to each other for how long? We both kind of moved in the same time around 2010, so about 10 years. She had deployed, so she was gone for a few of those years, but then she had moved back. Okay. Can I ask you, um, apparently you guys were good friends at some point in time, and then that went uh, down the toilet. Why did that, why did you two stop being friends? There was several issues that had come up. Um, she is an alcoholic. She is very abusive when she's drunk. Her ex-husband is a registered sex offender for raping a 14-year-old um, child. She denies that. She says he was 19 with a 16-year-old. That's not what the um, registered sex offender website okay, but says. That, you're talking to me about her husband when he was 19, 
I'm asking you what was the problem between the two of you that you stopped being friends. And that's like, I don't know how many years later, I'd kind of like you to tell me about that. What happened between the two of you that made you stop being friends? Can you tell me? Yeah. um, She has behaviors that tells me she's inappropriate with children as well. Feel there's anything wrong with she was. So that's why you're no longer friends? Yes. Okay. And it comes down to other behaviors. What other behaviors? Uh, Well, her tearing down my fence. Uh, was one of them. Okay. Uh, she just t- she talks about me to the neighbors. One neighbor used to be cordial to me and now won't have anything to do with me. She badmouthed me to one of my friends. Um, just a whole series of other behaviors that came along with that. She says I froze her cat. All right, which so I let's talk first cat. because first in- that what? That you what cats? Froze her cat. Froze her cat. What does that mean? Yes. Literally freeze? No, no, no. I was, ba- I was taking care of her cat. She went on vacation. And for several days, the house was 75 degrees. She remotely changed the temperature in her house from 75 degrees to 50 degrees. And because I did not call her and tell her, she changed the temperature in her house to 50 degrees. The cat didn't die or anything, right? Oh, God, no. Okay. You mentioned a fence, and that's really the biggest part of your lawsuit is this fence. According to you, you want her to pay for the cost of a new fence that you had to pay to put to put in because she ripped out, I guess, your fence. Tell me what happened there. We had a shared fence. Early on, I had asked her to pay for half the fence. When it was time to replace it, she said, no, it was my fence. It was my fence. She had a contractor come out. It was my fence, my responsibility to replace. When you say um, my, you, is that her speaking or you speaking? So was she saying that it, the fence belonged to her house? She's saying it, belo- it was my responsibility to replace. Okay. And so, which is a shared fence, community rules, if the slats are on your side, it's your responsibility to replace. The slats were on her side. But I said, you know, I don't care. I will split the cost with you. And she flat out said, no, it was my responsibility to replace the fence. She wasn't going to pay for anything. She had a contractor come out. She had her ex-husband come out. She had all these people come out. It was my responsibility. At the time, I was able, financially able to replace the fence. But then fast forward a few years forward when she came back, when I was no longer in a position to replace the fence, she said she was going to have the fence replaced and she expected me to pay for half. And I gave her the exact words she gave to me. And I said, no, that's your fence. And so she got mad and just tore down the fence. Okay. So you told her that was her fence? Correct. Okay. So she did that. She tore down the fence and she built a fence, right? Up against her house, leaving me with no fence. It was a shared fence. It was her responsibility to replace the shared fence. Okay, but I don't understand. So did she build a fence on your property or she built her fence on her property? She built a new fence up against her house, leaving about six to eight foot from where the old fence should have been. So there was a huge gap to where I had no fence. Okay, so what did she do wrong? If she paid for all of it and it's her pro- and she put it on her property, what did she do wrong? Rip down the fence that it's was there? Because that... Yes. You keep saying it's a shared fence. Does anybody have the actual survey of where the fence, you know, whose property the fence was on and who, which property the fence belonged to? I do not. Okay. Do you have that, Ms. Ross? Yes. So let's take a look at that. Here is the title. Can you explain what you want me to glean from this? So there was a fence that was up there, and the fence, the slats were Oh, and it says inside. wood fence inside fence, property. Right. Okay. And that's my so backyard. That your point is to. that's entirely your fence. And if you want to rip it down, yes. you can. And uh, if you want to build a fence closer to your own house, you can too. That's your response to her lawsuit. 
Yes, yes, Your Honor. Ms. Ross, I'm going to go to you in a moment, but Ms. Schuster, if the fence, according to this survey, is completely on her property, but it was useful to you, that alone doesn't entitle you to have her pay for a fence that belongs to you. My understanding of the fence, I mean, it was a shared fence. Both parties owe You keep the saying fence. that. You're going to need to prove that. I don't see, I don't see what you're saying. What I, the only survey that's in evidence says it's not a shared fence. It's a wood fence that's inside her property. See how it says that? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's her survey. Um, your property didn't even really exist at that point. There was no structure on your property. So it's a fence that you have been getting the benefit of. But if it's completely on her property, she has every right to rip it down. And she can put her fence in the middle of her head if she wants. That's her property. She doesn't have to put it so that you can use it too. And it's convenient to you. She doesn't. The plaintiff and the defendant used to be really good friends and neighbors. Uh, that is, until she ruined her fence. The defendant says she did not damage your neighbor's fence and she thinks the judge will agree. Let's listen. Let's talk about the cost to fix cosmetic damage to walls and doors. What is that that you're referring to? $875 to fix cosmetic damage to walls and doors. Tell me about that, Ms. Schuster. At one point, she had laid some sod and she was overwatering okay. it. Thus, she flooded my, my yard. The flooding came all the way up to the corner of my kitchen area, the back of my house. In this picture, the dry grass would be her property and the nice green grass would be yours. Correct. Okay. And according to you, because she was watering so much, it caused damage to your house. Let us talk about your house and the damage that it caused. This is what? The ceiling? Yes. Yeah, that's a ceiling. That's the corner. How would her watering her lawn cause a water crack in your ceiling? First, I thought it was foundation damage. When she initially was flooding the property, I had Olshan come out and evaluate the flooding. And I specifically asked them, will this cause damage to my foundation? And they said yes. So I sent her a cop. I first I hit before they even came out. I had said, please, look, you're flooding my property. Can you please turn down your sprinklers? She said that she would. She ended up not doing it. So I had Olshan come out and look at it, and they said yes. They noted the fact that she had um, dead sod on her side and that the area between the homes was completely uh, flooded, and it came all the way up to my house and to the point where we had, at one point, a moss-covered pond. Okay, uh, do you have something from Olshan? Do you have something from Olshan? No. Because I don't see anything from... Oh, about... so it's hearsay. Right, but then it's just you saying mm -hmm. they said that. That's called hearsay. You don't have an estimate from them saying and pinning it on her because that's what you need when you come to court. You need to have proof that it's her fault. Ms. Ross, let me ask you a question. What the heck is going on here between you two? Uh, you know, Your Honor, I don't know. Um, Ms. Schuster and I were friends, like she said, for about seven years. Um, she moved in after her house had been built. Um, and we became good friends because she has a green thumb. She was good with flowers, and that's really how we became friends. Um, we got very close over the years. We went to Vegas um, one year uh, in 2017. We went on a cruise where she borrowed, I think it was like $200 from another friend of hers. And then while we were on the cruise, um, I asked her, because she stayed in the room for two days, and it was a seven-day cruise. And I asked her, I said, if I put uh, money on your books, will you come and just, like, hang out? And she was like, yes, I, I promise I'll pay you back. So 
It was, it was not a big deal to me. In December, so this is 2017, December of 2017 is when I retired. I'm a 21-year Army veteran. And um, let me just add, for 16 of those years, I was a, a veterinary technician in the Army. And for the first five years, I was a military police. So at any rate, um, in December of uh, 2017, I go home, like she said, to Denver to visit with my family, and she was watching my cats. While she left to go in during Hurricane Harvey to Florida and to Houston to help out with the storms, I watched her two dogs. Well, while I'm gone in December of 2017, while she's watching my cat, she just sends me a text message and says that I need to get somebody to watch my cat because she's going to be working 20 miles away from home and she was going to be working 12-hour shifts, which sounded like a stretch to me. Like, So I told her, I said, well, if you didn't want to watch my cat, then you should have just said you didn't want to watch my cat. That was the last time I actually talked to Miss Schuster. After that... It was all email correspondence from that moment on. And it just got nasty. And nobody ever nobody ever just sat down to try to work out whatever the problem was, because it's so convenient to have a good friend who's a neighbor. It's incredibly that, convenient. Absolutely. It's, it's so nice. And um, so so that was it. It was just hatred thereafter and nasty emails and I don't uh, I, fence I really issues don't know. and well, I, I will tell you that I think the fence is really the straw that broke the camel's back. I sent her an email in February of 2018 asking her for $250 and telling her what my plan was as far as repairing the gate, the, the fence that was between us. Now, in the email to her, I said that we both benefit from the use of the fence. You know, she has dogs. I don't have dogs. I have two cats. But even still, we've always shared the fence. Hurricane Harvey, the storm and the winds is what pushed the fence over in her yard. I never called her to have that fence repaired. That was my responsibility, and I knew that. The, it, all this accusation about me asking her years ago, I never asked her to repair that fence. I had a property management company that called me and told me, hey, your fence is this, your fence is that. Or she would tell me via email while I was away. I was in Korea. So I don't know where this came from, but I sent her that email, and she sent me a very nasty response back. And, and in the email, I say to her that it would take approximately three days that I would be doing the work myself, that her portion of the fence uh, for payment would be $250 because I get a discount at Lowe's. And uh, that's where I bought, bought the materials from. So I'm not going to be trying to charge her thousands of dollars for a gate, uh, for a fence that was mine, but we shared it. So her All answer right, so to me was... It, it, what was her answer to you? That um, her kindness as a neighbor has gone far enough uh, unappreciated in the past and the fence is my responsibility and she doesn't have any desire to continue being taken advantage of. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. 
Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So you rebuild the fence entirely at your cost. You get a survey to make sure it's your fence and you put it where you want to put it. Um, I agree with you. That doesn't mean you owe her $1,600. She should have thought that through before she sent that email to you and said, uh, put it where you want because, Micah, I, it's your fence and it's all your responsibility. But you were asking her for $250 for what, though? For, for 50% of the cost of the fence. It cost me $500 to build it. So why do you suppose she has this lawsuit against you? She just can't let go of the anger or of whatever happened with the fence? She's Your Honor, I, I don't know, because just think about this. A found, her, her house was brand new, just like mine, in, in 2010. Your foundation is guaranteed, is warranted for 10 years. Why isn't she looking for foundation repairs? That makes more sense. Why would you sue a person? That, that to me made no sense because she has constantly uh, harassed me. She has made false accusations about me and it's defamatory to my character. Like I said, I'm a veteran. This is ridiculous what she's done. She's called the police on me and told those people that I set fire to her backyard and vandalized it. That is ridiculous. And, and, and for a, vet, a veterinary technician to go to her house with the knowledge that she has three dogs in the house and set a fire, that, that is ridiculous. And it was so offensive, I could not believe it. But to think that she didn't even have awareness at what could have possibly been the outcome of that, having a police officer come here and accuse me of arson and vandalism at a time where you got stuff like George Floyd dying on the rise, that could have turned all kinds of bad ways. But I'm just sick of it. I want her to leave me alone. I don't do anything to her. I haven't spoke to her. I mean, she's told, she's now said- what Let me see this video a moment. Hold on one second. I want to see this video that she- That's my side of the fence. That's your side of the fence. Has With it occurred no to you that you might have a, a leak in a pipe under your property? Right there? No, because it's where your feet are. I mean, it's you want me to deduce that this has something to do with her. You've got to prove it when you come to court. You've got to prove it. You've got to show me that there's a leak on her property. You've got to be able to prove to me that it's her fault and her negligence and that she needs to repair some kind of pipe on her property because it's damaging your house. You're not doing that. Normally, what I see in a situation like this is that two neighbors cooperate. They hire a leak detection service. If the leak is on your property, you end up paying Ms. Ross the leak detection service, and you fix the leak. If the leak is on your property, Ms. Schuster, you would end up paying the leak detection service, and you would fix the leak. The problem is that you guys aren't talking to each other, and there's been so much animosity because you guys were friends and then weren't friends and then the fence and whatever, that Ms. Schuster, I don't think Ms. Ross is going to give you permission to go on her property. So what you've actually got to do 
is somehow get the city involved and ask the city for to, to detect whether or not there's a leak on her property. I don't know how you're going to do this, but you know, it's going to be at your expense, not hers, because you're the one claiming that it is her fault. And she, you've got no evidence to prove that. So I am finding in favor of the defendant in this case. Good luck to you, ladies. Listen, I, I got to tell you, first of all, thank you for your service, Ms. Ross. But listen thank to you. me. No. Your home is your castle, ladies. It is the one place where you want peace. You don't want to be friends with each other, too much water under the bridge, fine. But at least try to have peace in your home, try to have peace. And if you were to cooperate, Ms. Schuster, and kind of be nicer about this and try to get Ms. Ross's cooperation to try to figure out why this water is pooling, you're assuming with zero evidence that it's because she overwaters. I don't think that's what it is. There is a drainage problem on your property, which is your fault, or there is a leak a pipe that needs to be repaired either on your property or maybe, as you say, on hers. But people have to cooperate to try to find that. And I think you've kind of, you know, phased yourself out of a cooperative relationship with your neighbor. And there's a cost to that. And it's beyond the cost of the fence. Um, but I wish you something? all the luck in the world to coming. No, you may not. I wish you all the luck in the world to coming at some definitive answer about what it is that is causing this. But you're going to have to pay a leak detection service to figure it out because surmising that it's overwatering on her part isn't going to cut it any more than telling her to pay for a fence because a fence she had on her yard, which was beneficial to you, which you wrote that email about and then cause her to say, eh, now you have no soup and move the fence over to her side. And now you got to build a fence. See, you keep cutting your nose off despite your face, Miss Schuster. And I think you ought to think about that. Verdict for the defendant. So the plaintiff loses her lawsuit here totally. Uh, the, the judge said, Mrs. Schuster, you, you're cutting your nose off despite your face. What do you think about what she just said to you? She said a number of things. What's your reaction? There's more to the story. Um, I never cut Miss Ross off. She sent emails to or text messages to a friend of mine saying, I've deleted all her information. I've deleted her phone number. I don't want anything to do with her. Anything I need to say to you, I'm gonna, anything I need to say to her, I'm going to say through you. Um, and I told my friend, I was like, no, she's an adult. She needs to talk to me directly. You know, I wish I had been allowed to say more to rebut what she had said. Um, but it wasn't allowed. So. I don't think it would have made any difference. You know, I don't think it would have made any difference at all. The judge thinks you've got to do something to try and work with your neighbor. And your leakage problem, she believes, is really your your problem. Uh, Ms. Ross, how do you feel about the case? I know, were you surprised to be sued by her? Uh, no. I mean, there's been a number of things that she's done each and every year. So this is the newest thing this year, going to the people's court. Like last year was the police. You know, the year before that, she wanted to sue me for this, that. I mean, every year has been something, so I didn't catch it. It didn't catch me by surprise, no. Well, that's a shame. Do you think you'll ever be able to work anything out with her, or are you just not worried about it anymore? No, I'm open to, uh, you know, maybe fixing uh, the drainage issue. If there's a drainage issue, um, maybe working together on that, because, again, it could potentially ruin both of our properties in the future if it's not fixed. But yeah, she does have to do her part for her property's sake and um, 
get that leak test and stop pointing fingers. Well, at least you're amenable to help. All right. Well, good luck to you. Congratulations. Uh, you Thanks. won the lawsuit here in this case. Okay. Thank you Thank so you. much. Okay, Doug. So really, the survey is everything. I mean, in this case, the survey showed that the fence was on the defendant's property. It's not a common fence. It's not the plaintiff's fence. These surveys are really important, and especially for people who live in, in the hills where the, these property lines are notoriously bad. Surveys become the Bible. The question is, why do the litigants have to raise their right hand to be sworn in? The custom of raising your right hand in court goes back, most people believe, to the bad old days in England in maybe 17th, 18th century or earlier, where people who got in trouble were going to face all kinds of horrendous punishments. If you stole something, death. If you uh, committed some other felony, death. Everything was death, death, death. But there were also opportunities for judges to give people a break. And one of the things that the people would plead was benefit of the clergy. And if you pled benefit of the clergy, you might get a branding on your hand. They would brand an F for felon, maybe, or a, or a, a, a T for thief, something. So they would raise their right hand in court so you could see whether they had been branded, whether they should get a break again, perhaps, in the future or anything like that, or whether they should be discredited or not, not worthy of belief, and that sort of thing. I had I mean, no idea. Well, obviously, the whole idea of, you know, swearing an oath in court, raising your right hand, uh, and the things that we go through, it's aspirational. We always hope that we're going to get the truth as judges out of whoever's testifying before us. But you never really know, do you? No. It's always uh, a crapshoot. You're hoping to separate the wheat from the chafe and figure out who really is telling the truth. These are the plaintiffs, Wendy and Dave Matheny. Wendy says they hired the defendant to install security cameras in their house, paid him a deposit, and now over three months have gone by and the work still hasn't been done. They're tired of waiting around for this inept guy and are suing for the return of their $1,520. This is the defendant, Eric Gordon. He says the plaintiff's house has wiring issues and the job was delayed. He really tried to please the plaintiffs, couldn't seem to, no matter what he did. And here they are. He's accused of not getting a clear picture. The defendant has bought a counter suit for $648.75. The balance owed on the contract. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiffs say they hired the defendant to install a security system, but after a period of time, they still can't figure out how to use it, and the defendant is unhelpful. The defendant is saying that the plaintiffs have wiring issues, and that is the problem. It's the case of we're not wired, so you're fired. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Wendy and Mr. Dave, you folks were in the market for security cameras for your home, correct? Yes. And how did you find the defendant? Um, acquaintance through a previous client. Okay, and so what happens? Um, we talked to the defendant and told him we, we wanted security cameras for our perimeter of our house and sheds, and that we were more concerned about resolution and night vision and alerts that would come to us on our 
uh, mobile devices. And he came back to us and said he found the best system for us. So we went ahead and signed the contract with him. We paid him a $1,500 deposit. He Can I ask you, when you say he came back to us and said he found the best system, how long did it take him to get back to you? Just probably a week. Okay. And then he told you the system he wanted to sell you, so you were paying him for the system. He was selling you the system? Correct. Yes. All right. Yes. And, and then... Uh, the de- and installing it. And the deposit was 1500 How much was the whole thing going to cost? It was slightly over 2100 All right. So what happens? We paid the deposit on July 30th. He told us he was going out of town and would be back on August 11th. He was supposed to have the system delivered to our house. On August 14th, we texted him and he said, no, the system's been delivered to my house and I'm not going to be able to come out until the end of the month because I'm too busy. So he was supposed to come out on August 29th, never showed up. We texted him and he said, well, I can come out on September 3rd. And he finally did come out on September 3rd. He installed wires and a couple of the cameras and the DVD recorder did not work. So we couldn't get any recording. What was wrong with it, Mr. Gordon? I'm not quite sure what was wrong with exactly with the DVR itself. Um, we were on the phone with tech support for like three hours trying to figure out what was wrong with it and they couldn't figure it out. So. Uh, the guy on technical support said just to send the DVR back and then they would ship uh, another one out to the house. Okay, Ms. Wendy, you kind of made a face when you heard him say that. Why is that face? What's that face mean? Well, if he was on the phone with them for three hours, it wasn't while he was at our house. It was more like an hour. Because, okay. And um, what kind of troubleshooting could there even be? Either the thing works or it doesn't, right? How, wh- why is it so difficult? Because, uh, you know, my thinking is if the expert can't figure it out in under an hour and he needs to call the expert from another town to figure it out, what hope do I have when it's time for me to use my system, right? But, all right, so new DVR is on its way. It gets there when? Uh, October 7th. Wow, and a whole other month? Yes. Okay. And you had paid the deposit July 30th, almost August. Okay. So then what happens? Now it's two months. And what happens? He came over and installed the new DVR and the system still was not working properly. Why? What was wrong with it? We couldn't get any picture. No picture at all? There was one camera that could get a picture. There was another camera that couldn't get a picture and it was really blurry. So we told him we wanted the system removed and give us options of wait there's five cameras what happened with the other cameras did the other cameras work he didn't have all the cameras installed at that time he only had three of the cameras installed okay so what was wrong with it that day mr gordon we were getting one picture on one camera we were we're getting squiggly squiggly picture on another camera the fifth camera that wasn't installed was on the opposite side of the house there which was like an incline and they needed a taller ladder to be able to get that in there. Um, when I was there, I went out to check the wiring at each individual camera and noticed that uh, when the, the fittings were installed, not all of the, uh, the braid was correctly put in there. And when it got crimped down, the, uh, the wire on the coax got smashed. So I ended up repairing a few of the, ca- a few of the wires at the camera and my other Were you trying to use was, wires that have been there already? No, no, this is all brand new wiring. 
So you had put in the wiring that you're complaining about? Correct. So now what's the plan? Now we're in mid-October and what's the plan? The plan is to redo the wiring because you spoke with the, with the manufacturing company of the cameras and they're like, it has to be the wiring. So now it your plan to, is yes. to come back and rewire your wiring. And when do you come back Correct. and rewire your wiring? I believe it was maybe a week or two that went by before I got back out there to, to install the wiring. Okay, well, I see a text from you on October 12th to her that says, Hi, okay. Wendy. I have tested the system with new cabling and pre-made ends, and everything works good. I have ordered the new cabling. It's going to be here on Wednesday. I come out Thursday morning to remove the old and install the new. How did you test the system with the new cabling? I took the system back to my house and hooked it all up at my house. And then I, that's what I texted them and said, the system's working but fine, you didn't... I just have to put some new wires in. Right, I'm trying to understand because you had the DVR, not the cameras, right? Did you take a camera with you? Yes, I did, I took a camera with me. All right, so then that should solve the problem. So what, what ends up happening? Do you end up changing the wiring? I do end up changing the wiring. So I ordered a bunch of wiring from Amazon and that was shipped. And then once that came in, then I came out to the house and installed all the wiring. And then we were able to get the, uh, the system up and working. And how is it working? Uh, the quality, the, the resolution on the cameras was probably not as good as they should have been. Well, then why didn't you give them their money back? I did, I did give them their money back. No, you gave them part of their money back. You sent them a check for how much, folks? Eight hundred. Right, and they had paid you fifteen hundred. So, if all of the problems are the wiring you put in, and the, then the wiring that you bought from Amazon that wasn't up to par with your original wiring that your crew put in wrong, why should they pay a penny? Of what value is anything that you've done for them? Why should they be out any money? I know you spent a lot of time and work there but you didn't really cut the mustard, so why do they have to pay you anything? Well, basically, uh, the, the money was the, the, I refunded the purchase money uh, of the equipment, so when they asked me to take the system out, the system was up and working. The, the resolution on the cameras at that time, we had to do some adjustments to the outside and the placement of the cameras, some configuration. Mr. Gordon, on the it sounds itself. like no matter what, it sounds like you, you know, listen, they paid you July 30, July 30th. It is now mid-October and you can't figure it out. Have you ever installed this kind of system before? This particular camera system I had some complications with, yes. Okay, so if you had complications, that sounds to me like a you problem. Why would it ever be fair that this family pay you 700 that you be able to keep money for work you did of, that's of no value? In other words, it stumped you. Why doesn't that just end with you? You picked the machine. You sold them the machine. You've never installed this machine. You couldn't get it working. Why would they be out $700? I'm out all kinds of money uh, trying to get the system to work. I did them a right, favor. Right, but you're out had... all kinds. Wait, what favor did you do them? You delayed them by four months in getting a security camera. You never got it right. The wiring was done incorrectly the first time. Then you bought cheap wiring. So tell me, yeah, you're out a bunch of work because you didn't know what you were doing. How is that a problem for them? You sell them something that you're, you sell them. It's not like you're not paid. You're acting like you were paid to be an installer. 
So you get to keep installation fees. You're not an installer. You're a guy who's supposed to be providing solutions, right? You're a guy who is selling them the product. So you darn well better know your product and your inventory. And if you can't, and that could happen to anybody, there's always a first time. I get that, but my gosh, you, you expect them to eat it? You're not going to eat it when it's your problem that you didn't know how to solve because you couldn't get it working right? That's silly. You've there got a counterclaim against them because I don't care. That's on you. Why should that be on them? Did they do anything wrong? Yes or no? For the tax, for the taxes of the equipment, it states right on the contract that they're supposed to pay for taxes and shipping and all that. Oh, oh no, absolutely. If they should absolutely pay for all that if you had provided what the contract provided, but you breached the contract by not providing it because you couldn't get the cameras working. So you breached the contract. The you have to give them all their money back. When they asked me to take the cameras out, though. The cameras were working. Yeah, the system I thought was you working. said they were. I'm sorry. Your own testimony was these. It wasn't working right because the quality of the. Am I crazy or did I hear that, Wendy, and Dave? That the quality of the wiring that I got from Amazon wasn't up to par, so the picture wasn't great. What exactly do you think they paid for? If they're paying twenty-two hundred dollars, they weren't great. You paid them a fifteen hundred dollar deposit. And then you paid $10 each for the app? Yes. yes. That we were not told originally okay. we would have to do. The, 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 app, of your the app, when I talked so you, to the I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Okay. I am finding in your favor in the amount of the $1,520 that you are out, plus your court costs, plus prejudgment statutory interest since July of 2020 on your counterclaim against them, for <coughs> which is pretty funny. You want them to finish paying you no, zero. Okay. So the plaintiffs recover everything they were suing for. Mr. Gordon, I don't think you're too happy right now. What's going on in your mind? No, I'm not. It is what the judge says it is. There's nothing I can say or do about it. All right, let's talk to the plaintiffs now. Uh, you folks have to be pretty happy. I would think it's been a pain in the neck for you, but at least you're recovering your money. You'll get that back. How about it? Can't recover the time, though. What do you think? No. No, absolutely. Well, we're happy we're getting the money back. Uh, we had to pay a contractor to fix all the holes that he put in our house, but we didn't sue for that, and that's here nor there. But we're happy we got, we're getting the money back. You've learned, you've learned a good lesson the hard way. Sorry about that. But congratulations. All right, Harvey. Thank you. What do you think? Okay, Doug. I, you know, these security systems are not just protecting your home, but they have become a real weapon in the fight for justice. Uh, there have been lots of situations where somebody steals something from a porch and the security camera shows it. The person gets caught. There have been situations where the police have crossed the line and these security systems have helped bring people to justice or at least shine light on what happened. So these security systems are not just for you. It turns out they have really become kind of a weapon for a community so that everybody is a lot safer. It's kind of interesting. It was never sold this way to begin with, but now it is increasingly becoming used for that exact purpose. And when, for example, there's a crime in an area, one of the first thing police do is they'll go to your home and ask if you have video. The question is, when you are both in the car, who controls the radio? Do you have the same preference in music? Well, 
who controls the radio? It, it, when we're in the car driving somewhere, we almost never listen to music. Would you agree? It's almost always, if, especially long drives, it's going to be. Long drives, book on tape I think you're listening to a book on tape, I'm listening to, or we're listening to a podcast. Sometimes together. the same thing. But in the car when we're driving around here in Miami, Nah, maybe a little bit of. I think it's pretty clear it's that like you control, music. but you control the music. That's because I'm always driving. Driver calls the tune, passenger shuts her. How's it called? Pie hole? Her <laughs> flan hole? Something like that. <laughs> but, but we have very different musical tastes. I think so. Agreed? I like music that you can dance to. You do. And you don't want to dance ever. And I, and I listen to a little bit of everything. I'm very eclectic. You are. You have a very eclectic playlist. Yeah. Like, if I look at your playlist, I can't believe There's country. There's, there's hip-hop. There's a, a million there, different yeah. things in there. That's true. Um, artists I've never heard of. Social distortion. Yeah. One of my favorites. Bands from the 70s. Yeah. You know, Sappy but, love songs from the 70s. Right. You name it. Country. Uh, a little bit of everything, and that's one of the things I like about our kids is that they have they have a very have eclectic because they're all they musical, have, they're all right. singers, and they all have a very eclectic um, right. taste in music. And they know that you can find beauty in music and and, and and joy in music of all different kinds. Yeah.